would you say that we have to find our purpose or create our purpose? I think a bit of both. You don't meditate to become good at meditation. You become better at life the more you meditate. Just asking yourself, you know, what can I appreciate now? When you have a lot of demands coming on your way, it's very easy for you to just become reactive. Yeah, it's only when you connect with yourself, you can then connect with others as well. And with that said, this whole episode will give you the knowledge and tools to be able to connect with yourself. Bear in mind, it's going to take time and practice. Nonetheless, guys, our guest today moved to the UK 14 years ago to learn English after graduated in communications. She's now the co-founder of the supplement brand Form Nutrition and also a global meditation teacher. We talk about purpose, the process of discovering what you're good at and why most people approach meditation the wrong way. Also, we talk about breathing practices and techniques to reduce stress. Natalia is kind enough to give us uh, some uh, some techniques. Uh, she also uh, shares her morning ritual uh, that helps her bring a good quality to her life. Um, also, we, we get to um, learn more about her perspective on supplements and uh, potentially the most important ones to choose from. Uh, she flicks my script, guys, and explains why impact is not necessarily correlated to the amount of money one possesses. So, this was an absolutely insightful podcast, to say the least. I was grounded both when I've interviewed Natalia and also doing, uh, doing this uh, editing, post-production. So, hopefully, you'll be as grounded after listening to to what she has to offer because I'm telling you she's full of wisdom. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Natalia Bojanic. You are listening to The Grateful Show with your hosts Pascu and Bogdan. Join us on our mission to spread awareness around mental health and make people feel happier and overall more grateful. Each week we bring you an inspiring guest, stories and a message that will help you become your best self and pursue your life mission. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of The Grateful Show. Hope you are doing fantastic and if you are not, you're about to be because today we have no other than Natalia Bojani. How is it going, Natalia? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very excited finally to, to talk to you. Just to break the ice, Natalia, what are you grateful for today? Well, I'm grateful today. I'm grateful that today is my last day of self-isolating. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to go and have some human contact, being able to go to the market, buy flowers and all of that. Buy flowers. That's very interesting to hear, actually. <laughs> I know. Well, I live on my own. Flowers are my friends. So and not being able to buy them and choose them. It's something that I'm missing in my flesh. Luckily, I still have plants. So I'm, I'm grateful for my plants as well. Lovely. Lovely to hear. Uh, Natalia, for our, our audience that doesn't really know much about you, can you give them like a, a short, brief introduction into who you are and how you came to be where you are now? Okay. I will try to be very short. So <laughs> I, my name is Natalia. I'm Brazilian. I moved to the UK about 14 years ago and in a country where I arrived, not really speaking the language, I managed to build a successful career in communications. Currently, I am the co-founder of Form Nutrition and Form is plant-based with purpose. We do delicious vegan protein and nootropics. And I'm also a global meditation teacher teaching in a corporate space. Was Brilliant. that enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Lovely story. Um, um, going back 14 years ago, uh, what was the reason you you left uh, Brazil? Because uh, me and Dragos as well are not from uh, from the UK, are from Romania. And we know that it's a bit tough, maybe like less opportunities in countries that uh, are not, let's say, that... Uh, evolved but what was your main reason you wanted to move 
Well, I, I firstly came to to learn English, and I thought, you know, if I want to learn English, I, I have to come, you know, to England because that mm. makes sense. And and the the main reason is because I had just graduated in communications, and I believed that if I was going to be a good communicator, I, I need to be fluent uh, on a second language. And in addition to that, I always had a fascination for London and the British culture and also being in a place where it would be easy for me to travel to Europe. I had never traveled uh, to, to Europe uh, before I decided to go to, to Britain. And I mm -hmm. thought that would be like an immense opportunity to also so mm -hmm. expand my my culture and just learn. What made you stay? What made me stay? Uh, I just think like there is like this London bug, and and I remember clearly like six months. Uh, I was my, my visa had expired. I was originally just going to be six months here, mm -hmm. and then I decided no, I have to experience few seasons, uh, four seasons in London, and then I extend my visa for one year, and then I met uh, a English gentleman. And then we fell in love. And in a space of one year, we we became friends, we lived together, and we we became engaged and we got married. And we both realized that getting married was gonna be a risk because you know, in this space of a year, actually three months I was back in Brazil, but it was either going to be that or we would never see each other again. And I was never the type of person who dreamt about getting married, but I am the type of person who is not going to let a piece of paper to, to define what I want to do with my mm -hmm. life. And at that time, that relationship is, it, it was what I wanted. I wanted mm -hmm. to be with that man. So we, we got married. We had like five very happy years together. We are no longer together, but he has been like fundamental in my life and he's still like one of my best friends. That's amazing to hear. I think uh, more than anything, it requires a level of maturity to actually recognize that at the time it was the best thing that you, you have chosen. And I respect that. Got to acknowledge you for that. But uh, something very interesting that stood out to me, Natalia, first thing when I actually um, read more about you was the fact that from telecommunication, you kind of... Um, transcendent, if you wish, to the whole wellness space. You became more interested into uh, sustainability, into, uh, I guess, what you guys do at Form Nutrition right now. Uh, was there a moment that made you decide that this is something that you are perhaps more interested towards? Or was there multiple things that have conducted you towards this, I guess, area? I was very lucky to work uh, with luxury brands. And mm -hmm. when you work with uh, luxury brands such as Land Rover, Hublot, Dior, you have the opportunity of working with like the best at mm -hmm. their fields. In addition to that, with brand ambassadors, you know, my last day as a PR director, you know, I, I, I met Usain Bolt. And you get wow. to, to mm -hmm. understand that... The, the reason that people excel at what they do is because they are truly passionate about what they are doing. And I realized that although, you know, I, I was doing well, um, it wasn't my passion. It was not where my heart was. And to be fair, I, I didn't know where my heart was. I When I quit my job, I didn't really have a plan. I, I did save like enough money to, to be able to sustain myself because at that stage I was also divorced. So I had no one else to be paying my bills. So I had to pay mm -hmm. my bills myself. So I had to save but I then started to educate myself and mm. in the process of educating, educating myself into the areas that I was curious about, such as nutrition, such as yoga, such as meditation, such as exercising and all of that following my curiosity. I, I realized that the tools that have transformed my life, such as changing into a plant-based diet, it was 
something that I would like to to facilitate to other people to have the opportunity to do the same way as I meditation has really been instrumental to help me manage all these changes in a skillful way and the way that in spirituality it was where I found my inner strength so all these tools that had support me you're mentioning that it all started with your curiosity and then I guess your whole curiosity led you towards educating yourself so becoming more aware of those things because the problem with majority of people nowadays that I guess are speaking badly about anything that they do not know is the fact that they are not aware so there's people that if you tell them that you are vegan, they are going to be like, oh, why would you be vegan? Like, come on, like have a burger, like enjoy this, enjoy that. Or if you tell them that you're actually practicing meditation, it's only been like recent that people actually started being more open to that because previously it was all just woo stuff for hippies. But right now it seems like people do actually understand that there is uh, potential benefits uh, from that, even for corporate people. So uh, it's very interesting to to um, see this for our audience that it all started with curiosity because a lot of people, when they are lost, they don't really know what to do. And they're like, yeah, I, I don't know. I cannot find my purpose. Would you say that we have to find our purpose or create our purpose? I think a bit of both. And just like to touch on the point that you made about like veganism and also about meditation. I I also, I, I don't like to say it's just, uh, it's the other's point of view that it's wrong, but especially being communications and being PR, I also believe that veganism and meditations and spiritual practices, they had like a terrible campaign in the past 10 yeah. to 20 years and the veganism movement with potentially sometimes coming from place of anger coming from place of judging people that have like different uh way of living that you mm -hmm. have and i come from family where my grandparents they have um you know they have a, a meat farm they have they raise cattle i come from family where my dad has a, a dairy factory so I, I try to have a conversation that it comes from a place of compassion for everyone, not only for the animals, not only for the planets, but for everyone mm -hmm. who potentially are not in the same journey as you are. And I think that tone of voice is way more inviting than just say, you know, you must be vegan. If you're not, you're a terrible human being. And same thing with the meditation as well. I think Sometimes the way that it has been communicated and perceived, it has been, you know, used too much woo-woo-woo, airy-fairy, and uh, not necessarily a, a practical and effective way of communicating people who have like really busy lives. But coming back to your question about do you have a purpose or do you find a purpose, as I said, I believe it's a mixture of both. I I do think that each one of us have the things that comes naturally to us that success don't necessarily need to come with a notion of struggle. Sometimes you can do something that you are naturally good at it, that it comes so easily to you. And that's probably where you should be spending most of your time, where you are naturally already a seven on an eight. And then if you spend more time developing yourself with that gift, with that skill that you have, you can easily become um, a nine and a ten. But in addition to that, I, I don't think the process of discovering what it is that you skill, what it is that comes naturally to you, it, it is just unveils to you easily. For some people it does, for some other it requires more time. For me, it, it did require more time and it was only through self-awareness. It was only through this process of trial and error, which I believe it's is the process for most of us. Yes, mm -hmm. there are a few of us who are very lucky that at the age of 
three, four, five know they're going to be musicians. They know they're going to be artists. They know they're going to be doctors. And that's what they do for the rest of their lives. And they are fulfilled with that. For me, it was not the journey. Like even like going through university, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and then end up like doing communications. And that was actually turned to be way better than my plan. And then the same thing, even when I was like changing careers, I did a PT course and then I did a yoga teacher training and I did so many things that I was interested about, but I, it didn't stick. And mm-hmm. then the things that it really tests your ability, if that is your purpose in life, it's when you don't give up. So now I can say I'm a global meditation teacher and I'm very lucky to be teaching in amazing companies and having these opportunities. But it took about like four years for me to start, you know, uh, getting paid to do what I do. But I didn't give up because... I, I did believe it felt good and and luckily I had form to pay for my bills <laughs> so I could also pursue in my meditation career which was not easy you know especially when you're doing something that is just so close to your heart and you believe in the power of the practice and you're not getting the traction that you would like to get because you always want to be like faster you always want to to be as successful as someone that you're seeing on Instagram or the story that you're hearing. And, you know, in in reality, greatness is not built overnight and it takes time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so true. Thank you so much for for sharing it, first of all. And uh, talking about meditation, I'm really curious for someone who, let's say, that is not initiated to this whole uh, new meditation trend or call it whatever, uh, what would you tell him or her uh, with what should they begin with if they have no idea about it? I think the first thing is to manage your expectations. So a lot of people, because of research, because of you know the hype that there is around meditation, you think as soon as you have a meditation, you probably should be immediately transported to Nirvana, mm-hmm. a place of total peace and calm. And if that didn't happen to you, you're doing it wrong and you're not good at meditation and forget this is not for me. And this is like, I, I, I believe to be like the, the worst thing. Meditation is a practice and with anything else that you have learned in life, you didn't become good at day one. And then moving to point two, you don't meditate to become good at meditation. You become better at life the more you meditate. And this should really be what you should be looking at. It's not about like trying to sit there and stop your thoughts which is another myth around meditation, but is learning to relate with your thoughts in a kinder and more compassionate way. It's learning how to observe. It's learning how to become aware. It's understanding that there is a space of stillness where you find the stability of mind. And in terms of then, once you went through like these three hurdles of like free your minds of expectations, of understanding that meditation, it's not about stopping your thoughts and that you don't become good at meditation, you become better at life. Then in a practical way, how to start I I tell you, I start meditation through yoga, through like the movements, through the asanas. So being more conscious of my body, aligning body and movement, that was actually preparing my body to sit. And there are an infinite ways of practicing yoga. They are like the really energetic Ashtanga Vinyasa practices, or they are the in practices, very restorative, very chilled. And again, you have to be your own guinea pig. You have to be the only person who is going to decide what's going to work for you. And then potentially download an app. And there are like so many apps these days uh, that one can use. You can use Insight Timer. Insight Timer, there are content in, in different languages 
different type of practice and a lot of the content available there is free. Headspace, it's also a, a very good app. Mm-hmm. I, I love Andy. Andy actually was the app that I started, you know, six years ago. Or you can, you know, depending on how, how much you're willing to spend, you, you can have a teacher to do 101 or now you can go at studios as the studios are opened or you can um, watch John Kabat-Zinn or master classes and you know there, there, there are not a lack of content out there. For sure, for sure. There's so many resources especially on, on this topic right now. Uh, Natalia, I wanted to ask you um, what is one event that you are the most grateful for and why? Being born? <laughs> mm. I don't think anybody has actually answered like that. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, if you have to put like one, like that's the biggest event of all, right? Like being here right now, having this opportunity of having like the human birth and experience is just awesome. The rest is just like a cherry on the cake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Um, can you give us um, and our audience, let's say, free actionable tips uh, that they can implement straight away to become more happier, more mindful, and more present? Let's see. If they were just free things. Three things. Okay. The first and the basic one is come back to your breath right? Your breath is a tool that is available for you 24-7 and it's free. And sometimes by just literally taking three breaths, where all you do is just bring your attention to the process of your breathing every time that you breath growing through your nostrils. And then when it goes out through your mouth or goes out through your nostrils, it doesn't matter the type of breathing, but really focusing for three single breaths in the process of breathing, breath coming in, breath going out three cycles of the breath. I think that's really good to bring your body and your mind to the same space. Mm-hmm. And then a second one, you would uh, bringing your attention to your environment and then just asking yourself, you know, what can I appreciate now? What can I appreciate now? So I'm just like looking outside uh, my living room and there is like beautiful green and you know it's just like so lovely to be able to 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 be seeing right to have the 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 contracts the textures and to to have that sense of appreciation for what you have and then the the third one it's then making both of these things a habit mm-hmm. right bringing your mind and your body to the same space by using your breath and bringing your senses to something that you can appreciate in a moment. And I promise you, you know, as long as you're breathing, there are more good things about your life than bad. And as long as you're able to ask yourself what you're able to appreciate at the moment right now, I'm sure you're going to be able to find things where you can divert your attention that uh, will be they will bring you a more uplifting uh, perspective in life. Thank you so much for for sharing that. I mean, if we all could apply those, our lives would change uh, for the better. But talking about breathing and about breathing techniques, um, there are so many apps right now and there are so many, again, techniques. And uh, I'm just curious what's your take on them, any method would work because there is, for example, Wim Hof method and many, many others. How people should more exactly do breathing exercises or it yeah. doesn't matter? No, no, it does matter very much. And, you know, breath work is it's a science in itself. And there are amazing professionals right there. Actually, I have a friend who is an incredible um, teacher at Reach Boatstock, the, the breath guy. And this morning, actually, I did a session with a Sage Rad. I think that's his name. He's the founder of Breath Church and he's amazing as well. 
I'm not necessarily a breath work specialist, of course, by being trained in yoga, pranayama, and also in meditation, we do use our breath a lot, but there are techniques that I include in my sessions that are just like so good to bring yourself from anxiety and stress by just extending your exhalations. So when you are like breathing for count of two and you breathe out for count of four, you are actually switching your nervous systems from like the stress response, the fight, flight response to the restorative response to where your nervous system is in parasympathetic mode by just simply extending your exhalation. So this is something available for everyone. You inhale through your nose for a count of two and you exhale through your nostrils for a count of four. This is something that is very experiential. And that's what is so powerful about the breath. You don't need to check with anyone if it's working or not. You simply stop, you do it, and you feel a shift in instant. How long should they do it for? It, it depends on in your ability, but uh, if you do like for three minutes, that can be really mm -hmm. good. And like the better you become at this, you can then change and then you can start inhaling for count of four and exhaling for count of six. And then you can go all the way where you inhale for count of seven and you exhale for count of 11. And then you can do that for 10 minutes. Some people do it for 30 minutes. But I, uh, you know, if we are talking about beginners, uh, I think it's very important to start with babe steps and to do something that is easy and is pleasurable for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and I think this would give us a very interesting insight into your own life, actually. What's um, what's your let's say morning routine like, and how do you actually prepare for your day-to-day -day work? Because I can only imagine that you have so many responsibilities and tasks uh, with form nutrition, and not only. And how how actually do you actually prepare yourself for for a day? Yeah, I. You might be surprised uh, that I am not like a freak optimization person i know that you know there is all this biohack a lot of like trends and people that they do like a hundred things before they start that day and i'm i'm not that type of person but i do have my day i do have a ritual which doesn't take a lot of time but it is very important and it does brings a completely different quality to my life so i i wake up and then i drink my water and i go to the loo i pee and then i come to my living room where i have a little shrine Mm -hmm. And it's where I sit to meditate. So then I, I'm Buddhist. So I go for blessings and I pray. I pray for my spiritual guides that I like to call like my friends, my invisible friends that are supporting me, the invisible hands, making sure I'm safe and secure. So I pay my homage to them. I ask for protections and then I meditate. I meditate for about 24 minutes and sometimes the meditation can be anything like just just me we doing like breath awareness or sometimes I if I'm doing like a retreat and there is a guided meditation uh, from my teacher and at the moment I, I'm doing like an um, online retreat, then I listen to, to a meditation and that's about it. And then I might have a cup of tea I do intermittent fasting, so I, I don't have breakfast. I don't eat, so I don't eat until like 12. And uh, sometimes after meditating, I, I can do yoga or I do an exercise. And this is a way of accessing your free pharmacy of free of feel good hormones so mm -hmm. and but even like with my exercise routine i'm not like super rigid with it i use nowadays i've been using a peloton so i either go on a bike or i do like a strength class with dumbbells or i do yoga and and then i and then i work uh, and that's it so it's not like crazy um 
and uh, coming like you know if you're like in the nutrition and if you're in the mindfulness space it looks like you would do like much more but I I, I do what I can stick to and these are the things that I stick to Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing i think doing something that can actually stick to long term because mm-hmm. as much as we want to complicate everything and like read and journal and meditate and do breathing and take a cold shower and do this and do that there's only so much you can do in an actual morning routine till it becomes like a morning afternoon routine and you actually miss oh, half oh, of actually, your day <laughs> yeah or then you become overwhelmed by it right yeah. one thing that you mentioned journaling yes i i tend to plan my days in the morning i, I do like like to just write down like the three like game-changing activities for my day because when you have a lot of demands coming on your way, it's very easy for you to just become reactive, right? Mm -hmm. To just react to everything that is coming your way and you're not really taking time to, to be creative. So like by just writing what are like the three main actions that I have to take on that day and prioritizing that, it, it makes... And I'm not saying that I do that every day. And sometimes I, I have days when I'm way more reactive than I would like to be. But it's hard when you have a team and it's a little bit more complicated. As long as it's actually much better when you have a team and you have people that you can delegate to, yeah. you also have the responsibility of, I don't like to to delay people's work. So if this is something that I need to sign off, if that's something that people are relying on my feedback to keep with their working, then I, I tend to to probably give more attention to others than to my own projects. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Natalia, uh, just changing a little bit the subject because myself, I'm really curious about that. And we know because you have mentioned that uh, you are in this uh, supplement uh, industry. Uh, what would be some or three or uh, whatever, how many you want supplements that you would say that are the most effective and also the most important for us? It really depends on on your lifestyle. And I'm not going to say, and the reason that I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, everyone has to look at the protein intake if you have Mm -hmm. an active lifestyle. This is important, but it not necessarily needs to, I'm not like just trying to self-form here, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. protein intake is important, but fiber intake, it's something that people tend to not uh, pay attention to. And fiber is just so important for your gut health, which is directly Mm -hmm. connected with your brain health. So making sure that you have enough fiber is very important. And then it depends what type of diet that you have. If you are on a plant-based diet, it's important that you or making sure you are having like your your B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Also, depending on, on, on where in the country, where in the country, and where in the planet you live. If you live in the UK, making sure you have your vitamin D as well. Supply is really good. Another deficiency that you see commonly in people is magnesium. Yeah. But um, it would be irresponsible for me to just say you know, everyone should be having like these supplements because it's it's not necessarily the case. And that's why I believe, and this is something that we do a lot at FORM, a lot of what we do is education. So if you go, we have like free courses, we have like daily articles to empower people to make their own decisions, to educate mm-hmm. themselves because nutrition can be very complicated and it's a new science and each individual responds in a different way so it's important for you to be your guinea pig and experiment and see what makes you feel good and if not a check with health professionals these days there are a lot of um, tests that you can do, like they send to your house and then you can just like have a look what are your vitamins and mineral intakes and see where you need supplementation there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really respect your answer. And yes, I think it's very important for everyone listening and everyone in general to actually understand themselves uh, 
both spiritually and also physically, because as you mentioned, uh, if you're living into the UK, uh, it's only been like probably the last couple of years that we had summers because prior there was no summer, like you wouldn't see a sunny day uh, that often. And uh, yeah, vitamin uh, vitamin D, it's super important. It's something that people neglect. Also magnesium, I, I only like recently, two years ago, actually realized how... Um, connected it actually is to levels of anxiety and depression and everything that has to do with uh, your mental health. And a lot of people, again, are not aware of these things. Uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to dive uh, into a different subject and uh, actually ask you, do you think that being rich is something selfish or not? And I'm talking about financial rich. Financial? I, I don't. I don't. I, I think financial freedom, it's really important uh, for you to have the ability to be generous. And and I think it all depends on, on your intention. You know, if you're coming from a place of attachment, if you're coming from a place where you're clinging to things, hoping that they're going to bring you happiness, you know, that's not necessarily going to be the 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 reality you know otherwise all millionaires or billionaires will be like super happy and all the people who don't have much in the world would be all miserable and it's not the case you find rich people unhappy and you find poor people uh happy and you know to 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 be fair you know i, I visit and, and lived in different countries such as india nepal and with form we support a community in the Gambia and, and they have been like the most happy people that I found. And, and the same way I've been with PR and all of that, I, I've been around a lot of like super wealthy people, which don't necessarily were happy. So, and in, in my own perspective, uh, I do believe and I, I do seek financial freedom and this is something that it's important for me, but not to show off, not to just, you know, you know, buy expensive, crazy things, but, you know, so I can help my family, so I can help charities, so I can have a comfortable life where I don't need to worry about things. And that actually allows me to be more creative, that allows me to have peace of mind to be a better human. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. I appreciate you for sharing that. And I think that is only so much impact you can actually have with, uh, let's say, uh, $2,000 or like $200. And there's a whole other impact that you can actually have with much more uh, when it comes to the things that you can do and the things that you can uh, implement and create, as you mentioned. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you can still have like the the $200 and the impact that you have in your family by the values and by how loving you are by raising your kid it, it, it has a ripple effect and that's a beautiful thing and the same way that someone that might have like two millions uh, do not do the same and do not have the same impact I, I don't think necessarily the the money is what responds, but it's actually the intention that you have with the money that it's what is the the valuable um, thing that we should use in that equation. There. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Lovely, Natalia. Your journey has so far has been uh, so inspirational, and you have done so many things so far. But I'm really curious, what would you like to be remembered for or as long before you're uh, dead, let's say? Well, I would like to be remembered for the good that I brought to the world. I would like to be remembered on how I made people feel, on how I helped them connect with themselves, on how I brought uh, uh, elevated vision for their lives through spirituality and i i help them find you know their potential and the purpose in life and yeah well that's a lot isn't it if i achieve a little bit of that then it's a it's a life worth living right <laughs> definitely yeah sure. and i really love how you portrayed it i mean a lot of people just want to be remembered for or as this person who has a lot of um, 
possessions. I don't know, cars or possessions. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, the most important thing is just to to have a good impact in this world, isn't it? Yeah, and and how uh, you make people feel, right? And you know how they they laughed after they being in your presence, after they heard what you said, after they some way of somehow were impacted by your actions. And I think if we can all be mindful of that, if we can always act in a place where we are benefiting each other i think we would like be living in, in a in a beautiful place and all of that uh, and and i i like to be like very clear you know all of that doesn't diminish the importance of like material things yes mm-hmm. you know you need to have good food yes you need to have you know have like good decent living conditions it's always lovely to have enough to like travel to expand uh, your connection with different countries and culture and all of that but i just don't think that's fulfilling enough if um if the base if what you're truly nourishing it's a good heart very powerful. I was just saying that I can't really help myself and just ask you. Uh, you've got so many books at, uh, at the shelves in your back. And uh, I would, obviously, it's super cliche to ask what's like the best book you've, uh, you've read, because obviously it's super personal and it depends on when you read it. But what would be one book that has helped you shift your perspective on a certain area that you could recommend to our audience? Gosh, one book. <laughs> Uh, okay I'm just gonna say like recently okay because like just one book would be hard but um, recently I was reading Mindful of Race by Ruth King and she's like this amazing woman and I think it's very important that we white people we become more conscious of our white privilege and then we understand that we shouldn't feel awkward that we shouldn't feel that we don't have a place we do have a place by making this world more fair we do have a place in making sure that every single person feels safe insecure independent Mm -hmm. of like their color independent of like their hair independent where they were born and uh, for me like being a, a Latina I understand a little bit but I, I'm still white and I'm still a person of privilege and I believe all of us need to do like this training to understand what it is our unconscious bias what are the harmful habits that we have to make sure every single person feels respect, feels that they have dignity in this world. And when they are not being treated that way, that we they see us as allies, that we use our presence to help having a more fair place. And yes, that's the latest book. Oh, I cannot like just say one. It's just because that's... Yeah, for sure. That, no, I think it's super list. powerful. And I think it um, circles around our conversation with actually becoming more into the moment, more present, because I truly believe that it all starts with you being more present. And once you are present, you are actually able to understand and correlate your thoughts with your judgments and actually understand what place you're coming from when you're looking at someone of color or someone that is different than you and you're just judging them straight away. Um, I think it's in a sense natural, uh, but in, in another sense, I do believe that we have the capability to, to fully cope with that judgment and to, to maybe provoke it, maybe provoke it in a healthy way and actually realize where it's coming from. Why are you thinking that way? Why are you feeling a certain way about a certain event or a certain person? And I think it all comes from that presence, from that mindfulness, because again, ignorance is bliss. And the more we ignore and the more we just uh, pretend that we are fine and we are complete and 
there's nothing to work on, uh, the more this place is not going to become better. Yeah, it comes from place, you know, it's only when you're self-aware that you can expand your awareness to others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And it's only, when you, yeah, it's only when you connect with yourself, you can then connect with others as well. Exactly, yeah. Natalia, I mean, of course, it's very subjective, but what would you say that is the meaning of life? Well, I think the meaning of life, it's to find connection, is to find connection with your higher self, is to be connected with nature, is to be connected with others and understand that there is no separation that is like through the self that we find wholeness and when we find that place of wholeness is when we feel fulfilled so i believe it's like through caring for ourselves caring from others we we find the meaning of life Very interesting. Very interesting. I have, I actually haven't heard uh, such perspective myself before. And if you think about it, like if you really think about it in simple terms, uh, one easy example that I can give straight away is when I don't take care of myself and I don't sleep well and I'm not rested and I'm not at my 100%, I start becoming reactive. Therefore, I start becoming disconnected with my environment and with the people around me. And I think there's even also a book, I'm not I'm not sure of the author's name, but it's called Lost Connections. And it's basically talking about uh, how the whole technology and the whole advancement, a technological advancement has made us lose connections with ourselves and with everyone around us and with the mother nature as well. Yeah, I should be reading that book. Thank you. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, Natalia, just before uh, we ask you the last uh, question, uh, I'm curious uh, what would you say about this? If you would have the choice to become immortal, would you choose to be or not and why? Are you talking about immortality of the body? Uh, Yeah, body, because I guess with the soul, you live forever, more or less, isn't it? Yeah. So I would like to keep changing clothes. So <laughs> seeing like the body as, you know, something that is impermanent and something that, you know, you're just changing clothes and the the mind, consciousness, it's beginnerless, it's endless. It, it's, it's there. There is no... There is no location, there is no orange, there is no destination. You just keep changing clothes. Mm, so interesting. In a way. Yeah, really nice perspective. <laughs> we are already immortal. And I, as I said, I would like to keep changing clothes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think we are just a physical beings, sorry, spiritual beings having a physical experience. And we are just uh, making a whole fuss about this world being the actual experience when it's not really it's just a physical experience uh but moving towards uh, the end of our conversation natalia and hopefully our audience has enjoyed it as much as we did uh, i would like to ask you the last question of the show just take your time with it Uh, basically you are on your deathbed you're just minutes before uh, you give your last breath you've already said goodbye to everyone you love Um, there's not much left to do Uh, you know that you'll have to go to the other side. But before you do so, you get to witness the best version of yourself, the version that you could have become. You see that person in the eye. You basically see and comprehend what you could have become. How would you feel about yourself in that moment and about the life that you've lived? But you're saying that I had lived that life? You get to choose. Oh, I got you too. <laughs> well, I hope that in my in my path that I I will be able to look behind and see a person who has shared the tools, the knowledge, the teachings that 
bring more compassion and wisdom to this world. And I, I like to leave a legacy that people can access my teachings and uh, become connected with themselves and as a consequence, connected with others and connected with nature and that person also becomes uh, a spreader and we have like a positive ripple effect in the world. So I probably will die happily if, you know, that's the, the person that I'm looking at the eyes. That's very beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm more than sure that you're going to be looking into a mirror. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no worries. I think, this, and, uh, I think this interview is just going to be a little piece, a little bit of your whole legacy. Like yeah. 50, 100, 20, 200 years ago, hopefully the whole technology will not change that much. So people will still be able to to watch these, uh, I guess, digital conversations. Hopefully. Uh, but carry, carry on, Bogdan. Yeah, I mean, just wanted to, to thank yourself for taking the time to share uh, your story your ideas and your mindset and also the tips that you have shared with uh, our audience. And I'm more than sure that if they would only apply like 1% uh, out of the things that you have said, their lives would become uh, way, way better. And uh, yeah, just before we let you go, um, just uh, I'm just going to give you the opportunity to um, share with your with our audience where can they find you and how you can help them and uh about the phone nutrition sure well thank you also very much i think it's a wonderful initiative just having something called uh, the grateful show that is bringing awareness and encouraging and inspiring people to be grateful. It's just like such a powerful practice that should never ever be um, underestimated how powerful it is. So well done for doing that. So thank you. And if people want to learn more about me, they can check me out on Instagram. And it's Natalia Bojanek. So my last name is spelled B-O-J-A-N-I-C. And if you want to learn more about FORM, you can go to our website, uh, www.formnutrition.com. And then you have access to our free courses, to our um, uh, inform articles and to our supplements as well. Brilliant, brilliant. All the links will be will be down into the description, guys. So we'll make sure to check them out, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, they'll be there. And with that said, Natalia, thank you very much for uh, coming on our show. Uh, this is Pasco. This is Bogdan, and you guys stay grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sticking all the way till the end. This shows that you are serious about taking your life to the next level and doing that through a perspective of gratitude. If you enjoyed this interview, it would help us massively if you could give us a 5-star rating review on iTunes or else share this on your stories and tag us. This way, with your help, our message will be seen by more people and together we will make this world a better place. <laughs>